0: Hi guys, welcome to Don't Quit Your Daydream. I'm
1: charl and I'm Shana and we invite you to join us, two friends, as we discuss the highs and lows of
0: writing. Come and take a seat and make your writing dreams
1: come true. Hey daydreamers, welcome back to Don't Quit Your Daydream. Today we're talking about something really exciting which is what makes a good villain. So obviously the villains <laughs> are main characters and I think people yeah. forget about that. You've got your protagonist who's the hero of the story but... There wouldn't be a hero without a villain, yeah. and I think we often forget that. So, yeah. the trouble with some stories is that the villains just fall flat because they're bad just to be bad.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm evil. I'm gonna take over the world, and I'm that's gonna it. Kill everybody
0: for absolutely <laughs> no, no reason. reason
1: yeah, <laughs> which is just so boring. It's so overdone as well. Anyway, yeah. so it. It just don't feel like real people. Mm. And I think that the main thing that we always talk about is that your yeah. characters should feel real. They should have real yeah. reasons that they make, the choices that they make, uh, motivations, desires. Like, yeah. your villain is, in some twisted way, the hero of their story. Do you know what, that is a
0: point I'm <laughs> going to make. Like, literally, you have to be able to imagine that if you were to flip the script and you were to tell, <laughs> and you were to tell the story from the villain's perspective you should be able to make the audience root for them yes and and so if you can keep that in your head Mm -hmm. that if I was telling this story from the antagonist's point of view or the villain's point of view would I be able to make the audience root for them that's what gives you a layered and complex villain and somebody that is realistic Mm -hmm. like if you take I don't know Thanos from the Avengers we may not agree with what he said and Mm -hmm. I, I definitely saw him as the villain however in his head, what he was doing, he wasn't doing it to be evil. It, no. There was a genuine I feel like this is the right thing. He was trying thing. to keep
1: the population down. Absolutely. <laughs> which I'm com-
0: which yeah. is important, sadly, yeah. but you know. It's, it's and there are, don't get me wrong, there are some villains that are just playing out evil and doing mm. evil things but there is those kind of villains you then have to give a real history, yeah. a, a sense of trauma yeah. and a past to that mm-hmm. made them the way they are, yeah. makes them make those choices and I think that kind of is where it sits with two types of villains. Yeah. Like, they need to have a reason to be this evil. Yeah. Or they need to really genuinely believe that what they're doing is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's... And impressive. just to
1: go off the back yeah. of that, obviously, it's a weird one. It is hard because you don't really want to justify like genocide because obviously (laughs) Thanos committed genocide, mass genocide Um, or any like um, I don't know like say your villain is somebody who abuses someone you don't want to then justify it with their backstory so that is difficult but highlighting their backstory and just saying this is in fact how they got to where they are is fine as long as you don't say and that makes it okay and we think it's great which I don't think you would do but just to (laughs) say that just in case because yeah um, yeah, you don't want to justify the awful things that they do because they say that hurt people hurt people, which Absolutely. is true. That's why bully yeah. is bully. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't make it okay that they've continued to do that. Yeah. Unless we see, which is another good point to make maybe, character growth from your villain. So yeah. you can totally grow um, your villain just as much as you, you do your yeah. main character. In fact, maybe they should. Yeah. Especially if they are um, a villain that's a really active villain. Like like the, the heroes going against them a lot. Yeah. then maybe you do need to take some time to mm. to help them evolve. And again, it does depend on the story. It depends on the narrative. But it could be really cool and actually really interesting to read um, how the villain sees things from a new perspective. I'm not saying that they become mm. the good guy at the end, obviously. But maybe they just see that the way they did something was wrong. And just for a second, spoilers for House of the Dragon. I'm about to say something that's spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to not listen? Do you not, are you going to watch it? Just say it. Don't okay. <laughs> so... um. What's his name? Aegon on his dragon yeah. when he's toying with the little brother. Is it Lucario? Something like that. I'm not sure of all the names.
0: I but anyway. How have these names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's toying with the little brother who cut his eye, and that scene is so suspenseful, so brilliant. Um, but then it's actually not him who ends up killing the brother, it's his dragon. And I love that scene so Whoa. much because, one, it's dragons being dragons because yeah. they're beasts, they are
0: you know yeah. creatures, yes, yes.
1: So, so we are dragons. not in control of them, they are wild, so yeah. that was brilliant, but also you see on his face the regret, so he was just playing with the kid, he just wanted to scare the kid, he didn't actually want to kill him, but then his dragon did it for him, and that regret on his face was so brilliant it was it's obviously going to lead to a bit of character development for him because he's mm-hmm. like beforehand he seemed like he was just like the creepy evil kid but now he's like shit there are consequences to yeah. my actions that yeah. and that moment from just one look was was really really powerful so you can have little moments of character development for your villain without having to completely
0: change their personality or the Absolutely. choices that they make and also going back to what you were saying which is a really good point which is that sometimes that villain does get that story yeah. that redemption story and and you, you get it in stories where the villain redeems themselves and ends up joining the good side because yeah. there's a bigger villain and and I a, um a spoiler sorry if you haven't watched this but a good story with that is um the evil queen in once upon a time if you've ever I don't know if you've watched I've that. watched a bit of it but I haven't watched oh, that part. that's so great. So you've got the evil queen which is Regina um and she does start off as that bad guy um, right. but there is a point because because the whole thing is over this child um She genuinely deep down loves the child. So when it's about protecting the child, she eventually comes to the good side. And then obviously you've got people that, I think they do a really good job of showing how people still have to forgive her for a lot of things that she did do. and But you can actually understand why she thought mm-hmm. doing those things was right. However, it was still wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think, I guess, the stories like that, I think it really comes down to how far the villain goes. Yeah. Because sometimes someone can go so far that actually... There's no going back. There is no joining the good side. Yeah. There's uh, maybe giving yourself up and saying, okay, I've, I've done what's wrong, arrest yeah. me, whatever. Um, but sometimes with some villains, you get that point where you can, you can say, okay... Come on then. Mm. Let's come to the good side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's
1: it's a balance. It does depend. We, yeah, yeah. Like to to go off the back of that, one of the greatest, the brilliant, most beautiful things I've ever seen is I was hard last ever I know but ask anyone who's watched it, they will agree that the greatest redemption arc is Zuko because he is the villain in um, book one and book two, but then in book three he joins the gang, and you that. think that. Well, he's obviously not going to ever do that. Like if you're watching in the beginning, he's, he does some awful things. But we see such an amazing, in book two, him going through a transformation. And it's not easy. It's not quick. He's not yeah. suddenly the good guy. He has so much advice from his amazing uncle, Iroh. But... We see him literally go through a metamorphosis, getting sick and sweating and can't like breathe and he's having nightmares and stuff because he's, has, he's having a very literal internal conflict and that is an amazing storytelling. We, we could see it visually, we could feel the emotion, and then he comes to join the gang knowing that he wants to do something right. And of course, they turn him away
0: yeah.
1: because like, yo, you've been chasing us, trying to kill us for all this time. We're not just going to let you in. Yeah. And that was very real um, storytelling, a very real decision. And then one by one different members of the group forgive him but it takes time and he has to amend like make amends he has to personally you know say sorry to certain people he needs to literally go and fix certain things like he does with Katara um, because he's very much hurt these people but that is the most well-written redemption arc ever so if you do do that with a villain then I will love you forever because that'll be amazing (laughs) and it's like nothing that I've ever seen after that so yeah that's that's also something really cool to
0: do so Quick question, I guess for both of us, whoever wants to throw it out. Um, When you're kind of choosing or crafting a villain for your story, what kind of things do you consider, take into consideration when Mm -hmm. you are doing it? What are the most important things to you?
1: Well, interestingly, the villain can be, for me, sometimes the hardest part. And I think it's because for a while I didn't think about the fact that Again, the villain isn't somebody who's just bad to be bad and yeah. it's not somebody who um, just goes against the main character just out of fate or just randomly, yeah. I decided to go against you. Like uh, Voldemort is a horrible villain in that he's not a well-written villain, I mean, but he is... <laughs> He is a good villain for Harry because, obviously, Harry has a personal tie to him. There's a reason why it's yeah. Harry that goes against Voldemort Absolutely. because he can after his parents and he's the only one who survived him. Like It's not just yeah. anybody could be substituted it into that story. Been, it, had yeah. it had to be Voldemort, it had to be Harry. So those moments are, are brilliant and I think that's something that I struggled with at first, with early on in my writing. But then I found that later on, with, with more writing, that actually I wanted my villains to become like family members. Of the, of the character's family so as you know with my summer story um mm. like the villain is like the, the mom who was absolutely yeah. awful to to her daughter yeah. the the villain is like parents who have neglected and given up their children and then that yeah. ne- left them lost and alone and, and, and low in the world so those are actually more potent and emotional villains for me because i like you know emotional stories yeah. but um like thinking about why why does this villain match with this character this main character because usually you start with your, your main character mm. so you i ask myself what does my main character want and therefore who's in their way of them getting it yeah. and obviously that can fit for that's any type good. of story yeah. it's not just you know fantasy or whatever yeah so it doesn't have to be an evil witch or whatever like i say it could just be someone's parent in a, in yeah. a contemporary or it could be the atmosphere it could be the, the atmosphere yeah, it yes have to literally person, exactly so um and that's yeah. the case with um my story at the moment I don't have a villain in fact actually the main character seems like a villain in a way because <laughs> oh, she's made the wrong choices and seen things the wrong way so she's this. actually been a bit a of bit the of villain anti-hero. exactly yeah. so yeah well yeah exactly so it's very yeah. interesting yeah. to explore and we could go into this in so much detail to be honest but mm. yeah i think that to answer just your question yeah. i ask myself what does my character want or what yeah. is their journey and therefore what would be the person or thing to block that, if that
0: yeah. makes sense, and why that would be. Yeah. How um, about then, you? Yeah, that, that kind of sums up exactly what I would say, because for me you're right, I, I kind of have a story in the beginning, and obviously you know there's got to be some form of conflict that's stopping your character from achieving yeah. the goal I personally love having a physical villain because I'm just very obsessed with that villain character yeah. and how they come across and what an antagonist looks like, I just think it's really really interesting mm-hmm. Um, but I generally start with my character's goals and wants and what yeah. they're trying to achieve so you know like in my current story that i'm working on mm-hmm. my character is looking for her Mrs. sister yeah um so what blocks that mm-hmm. and and who stands in the way and yeah. from kind of doing that i have two sets of villains yeah. if you like i have two kind of groups that mm-hmm. are villains um who both equally think that they're doing the right thing yeah. and if the story was from their perspective I would probably root for them and be like, "Yeah, yeah we really need to yeah, yeah, do this or which do is very yeah, absolutely." So um I think it always comes from <clears throat> starting for me with the protagonist and what is it that they are trying to achieve, mm-hmm. what is it that that they want, and then thinking, "Okay, what would stop that?" And then asking the biggest question, which is, "Why? Yeah. Why would somebody what want to stop it? Mm-hmm. What would be a justifiable reason to stop this reasonable thing?" Yeah. So something as reasonable as Trying to find your missing sister, what would be a justifiable reason for someone trying to stop you from yeah, doing yeah. that? Or is there a someone that's encouraging you to do it mm-hmm. for the wrong reason? So, yeah. those are the questions that I like to ask. Um, coming back to yours, where you talk about your current character mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kind of having the anti hero, I think, again, and I've, I think I've mentioned this book many times, and I hate that this book is not bigger than it is because mm-hmm. I just think it's a really great book. but. Um, the book Only a Monster. Oh, yeah. I think, again, that... I mean, that does so many cool things in terms of concept mm. and story, but it twists the whole thing on its head mm. where it is the, um, the, the the main character. She comes from a family of monsters and she doesn't know that they're monsters. They've right. kind of... Her grandmother, she has kind of hinted at it for a long time, but she just thought her grandmother was being old and mm-hmm. silly. Yeah. Um, but they are monsters and not in the sense of, like, gnarly monsters, yeah. but they are normal people like you and mm. I. But they can time travel. But in order to time travel, they have to steal time off of human beings. So they might steal a year off of your life, which means you will die a year Mm. earlier. Um, So in order for them to travel, I don't know, 10 years back, they have to steal 10 years worth of human life. So they are technically... The bad guys of yeah. the story, but they are our main characters, mm-hmm. and I so there's, yes, yeah, so there's like a whole legend behind there being this hero mm-hmm. that's going to kind of slaughter and put an end to the yeah. monsters, and so he becomes the enemy, but actually, he's the hero. Yeah, <laughs> <And so laughs> I, love that. I think it should. It flips it on its head of who is because you are on the monster side, but you're actually like, but hold mm-hmm. on a second, as a human being, mm-hmm. the reality is that. You bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can't be stealing human life. But that's, time travel. I know yeah. time travel is probably an amazing yeah. thing, but to steal somebody's life in yeah. order to do it—is it worth it? And I think that it, she chose the character. Um, the character, the author Vanessa, Lenn, I think it is. Um, she chose a really good main yeah. character in that the character, um, had a lot of integrity. Mm-hmm. And when she found out what she was, she didn't really want to participate in it. But through a few event yeah. so i won't spoil <laughs> um she gets forced into it and then she becomes a target for the hero right and so it's really really it's just a really that
1: reminds me book. of the, the book that i am reading at the moment and yeah. i have really struggled this year with reading good books but this yeah. one has gripped me so Ooh, this is like a really big deal um house of hollow
0: i, uh, I saw you so and i looked and realized that have... i had it in my one to read oh, yeah, yeah you need to read yeah, it yeah, so i, I haven't finished
1: it yeah. and obviously i won't give anything away but yeah the mystery surrounding what's actually going on is what makes it so compelling and yeah. you don't really know who the bad guy is or the good Ooh. guy is or what's happening that's and yeah. the main character herself has lost some of her memories so she doesn't know who she yeah. is or what she's done and that's fascinating oh, that's so, cool, right? so again like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to spoil anything i'm trying not to spoil anything and i haven't finished it but so far it's not clear who the villain is, and that's what makes it more eerie and unsettling. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. So that's something that you could play with. Um, yeah, I like that concept. I think that. I think I remember. Re- yeah, stuff I remember brilliant.
0: reading it, and I remember it says about the three sisters have got up to the moon. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I, I saw it on your story, and then I thought, oh, let me see what that's about. Mm. It looks familiar, and I realised I'd already <laughs> yeah. put it in my list. And then I reread the blurb and was like, that, yeah, yeah. that that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that mystery aspect yes. and that really like who is the good guy who's the bad guy Mm -hmm. kind of like um caraval i don't know if you've read caraval but that's a very much like you it's this um this kind of visiting game Mm. that shows up every so often um very few people get to participate a main character does, but you don't know who are normal people like you, yeah, or who's playing the game and trying right. to trick you. Okay. And so it's this constant thing of can I trust this person mm-hmm. or can I not? And then this person does something where you're like, I don't know if I can trust them. That's it's good, like, I like that. Yeah, and I do it like a weird one, I'm throwing this out, but it likens to. I just watched, I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix, this new like reality show called The Mole. No. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So <laughs> I watched it in one day, I was oh obsessed, God. and it's literally just this group, and they have to this group of people, normal people like you and I, they're doing different challenges. Mm. Um, and every time they complete a challenge, they can earn a certain amount of money, and it puts okay. in the pot. And the idea is that the last person standing gets all the pot. Mm. But in that group, there is a secret person that's been chosen as the mole, who is supposed to basically ruin the challenges. so It sounds less like a Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. so there's Less and less money in the pot. Oh. oh my god! But it was so good because it it brings in that what you said that. Because you was the audience as well mm. watching it, they don't tell you yeah. who the mole is. Yeah. So I spent the whole series like it's her. I'm sold on it, and then I like started to really <laughs> like people. And be like, it better not be you know, him. <laughs> yeah. Stop. And so it's that kind of yeah. feel that it sounds like you've got in the book. That mystery of yeah. like the who is it? I think that's quite a really nice yeah. like I, I feel agree. to yeah. go yeah. with. So I love so if, that.
1: it does really depend what you personally are going for in your narrative, but yeah. it can be really really compelling yeah. to explore. What even is a villain? Yeah. Because if you think about it, when you think, when you think of a villain, or you're asking, yeah. like, a child, what is a villain? They'll say, ah, oh, they wear all black, or <laughs> they have, like, a wart on their yeah, nose, and they ugly. look ugly. Yeah, exactly. But how brilliant is it to have a villain who is, like, the meek housewife that you yeah. don't expect to do anything yeah. bad? Or, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, the protagonist's best friend. Like, that's yeah. so fascinating to explore. Yeah and twist the idea of what a villain is and what a villain has to be. And I think maybe people are wanting stories like that in a way, because, um, not that obviously the other ones are bad because obviously they're, they're classics. We love, we love Uh, that. We love a conventional villain, but it can be interesting for you to explore, even in a tiny sense, um, Right. Does a villain have to be the conventional villain? Does it have to be what you expect a villain to be? And like we said, this can just come from the backstory. So you can have a conventional yeah. villain, but they have like this backstory that you didn't expect. And you're like, oh my yeah. God, that's so awful. Oh my God, I feel for them. Yeah. Again, not not justifying it necessarily yeah, but, but sympathizing understanding with and understanding it is really, it is really deep yeah. and that can be your way of twisting and yeah. playing with um the
0: conventional yeah. villain and i was gonna say you know if you're looking on a deeper level and i mean obviously we go into our art and we create it and we love it sometimes some of us want to put a message out yeah. there sometimes a message goes out by accident mm-hmm. but i think the concept of making villains look like normal people yeah is actually doing better service to the world because a lot of the times because of what we've watched we expect certain people to look certain ways so we think we're safe in certain spaces Mm. so we then allow ourselves to be more vulnerable Mm. as we grow up and as we're young teenage girls and then Mm. adults especially young women um are we looking for the right signs of Mm. what a quote-unquote bad guy or villain looks like, um, because the stories tell us that no villains are ugly and they're this and that. So when a really lovely-looking guy, let's say, approaches us and does this is it okay because mm. he doesn't look like that or yeah we notice it because he doesn't look like mm. that so i do think it's really important to show that villains come in all shapes and sizes yeah, they that's can true. be all warty and weird and yeah. you know but they can also be really beautiful and the girl next door the guy next yes, door yeah. the old granny yeah, I you know it, it, i think it's really interesting for us yeah. to see in the same way that we need to see more diversity mm-hmm. in w- the things we're we're consuming in terms of text, in terms of what we're watching mm-hmm. I think we need to see more diversity in terms of that as well yeah, to really educate on the fact mm. that there are different people and different yeah. looks, and it makes for more interesting. It does, it really right? does. And I was thinking
1: before this episode of like, who are some good villains? And I just happened to be rewatching um Orange is the New Black. Um, I watch
0: that, dude! Yeah, you have to know, best character work know. you'll ever watch. watch yeah, <laughs> anyway, watch
1: um, two great ones from season two that we're we're re-watching at the moment. Um, is uh V and um. Healy, so Healy. Ugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whenever you go like. Oh,
1: you just know. <laughs> so, in case you don't know, it's not, not a not spoiler or anything. He's a co So, I'm just need like is set in a prison, a woman's prison. He's a co one of the correctional officers who is a counselor for the women in the prison. Oh,
0: it's scary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he is um a kind of older guy, like you know. bigger guy and so to look at him you're like oh he's harmless he's nice he's great and obviously again he's the counsellor so his job is literally to help the women but he is very much homophobic and a lot of the activity that happens in the women's prison is you know, lesbian, what, 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 um, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> lesbian activity. A lot of that yeah. happens in there, but he's like, so against it, like really strict yeah. against it. And the, some of the things he says is just awful. Um, and he punishes the girls when he <sighs> thinks that just like, they're getting too close, even if they're just being friendly. And he, if they don't do things the way that he wants them to, then it, it's like a personal attack on him. Wow. And you see, and again, the great thing about the show is that you see a lot of the history of, of everybody. And you see that he is um, married to a, I think a Russian woman who doesn't love him. I think she married him for the green card. Um, right. She doesn't love him, and she right. purposely speaks Russian in front of like him to her friends and stuff, so he doesn't know what she's saying. Yeah. And so he feels isolated at home. He feels like women don't listen to him. He has yeah. no control. And so again, he's
0: has It's not
1: okay. It's not it's okay. Not, but you can understand. But you understand. The, yeah, yeah, you understand exactly the, the,
0: the map. Yes, exactly. I agree, and it and
1: it's there. a it's yeah. a power it's a powerful story, really. Like how
0: no, like he, he tries it. to get You're power,
1: but he is yes. a horrible villain because he has a massive amount of power over these women. I was just about and- to say it's
0: scary when yes. you, you it's a villain that has power. Yes. So, like, I'm thinking like Handmaid's Tale. Yes, exactly. Terrifying because it's not necessarily like big villain like shooting you down, doing no, this, yeah, but that terrifying i your life yeah having like a puppet on a street yes um especially like the main character and having her daughter somewhere that she doesn't know. all those that power thing and the subtle power Mm -hmm. is probably the scariest type of villain exactly
1: i agree with that i think a
0: villain where you know they're a villain is probably a lot less jarring than Mm. somebody that you don't see coming
1: exactly i agree and like um and the other one v she comes in out of nowhere and like like I say this is season two so she's come in for season two and so we've already got established these characters with like the friendships and stuff and um, it's not racist that they are segregated by race I don't know why that's right. are apparently it's a thing in prison so you got, really? yeah. got the black well, girls all all happened, so, yeah you yeah. got yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. the black they girls yeah, stick together yeah yeah the black girls all stick together and she comes into that group because she's a black woman mm-hmm. and she is the kind of stepmother of one of the girls who's already there and um. she completely upsets the dynamic of this beautiful friendship between the two characters. And it's awful to watch because, again, you love these characters from season one, and then she comes along and she's, again, it's the puppet master. She's so expert at playing um, the uh, victim so, to make people think that she's not done anything wrong. Yeah. She's been Dangerous in prison before, system. so she knows the systems yeah. and she knows people who yeah. were still in prison from when she left, and so she manipulates that system and everything. Yeah. And she just does everything so expertly, and you're like,
0: why can't and no she just see why can,
1: no, why can yeah. no one see it I know and you're like oh yeah oh, exactly this, and like, she changes like, to like, the, like I say the dynamic between the friends and like the one the, the stepdaughter she kind of becomes this completely different person and it's so sad and you're just like and, ah, it's so emotional oh. but those kinds of villains like really They're really get you and yeah. I'm really happy with how it ended But mm. I won't say how yeah tell <laughs>
0: <can. So, laughs> so us um, but I think that is life isn't it because yeah. it's like it's like when you think of uh, I mean I always watch the crime documentaries don't know yeah. why to do it to myself I get very depressing after a while but I it, Oh actually. no! Um, I think as well sometimes it just helps you to be more educated oh it? yeah you do to protect need to yourself a bit be more aware protect of people it. around yeah. you um, but yeah whenever you watch those ones where like a child goes missing or they've been sexually abused yeah. for example it's very rarely a random stranger yeah. which is so terrifying it is and I think that's why it's so important to understand that villains don't just look like strangers no. that we don't know no. um they can be you, your best friend's dad, or I, I remember the story where um, it's a film now, but I knew it was a documentary a, a long time before it became a film. But the one where he had like three girls for 10 years. Um, I think he had, or he had the one for 10 years and the rest for a little bit less, but a long, long time, many, many years and fathered a child by one. And it started with the first one because he was her friend's dad and he, I think I might know what you're on about. You probably that do. It's quite a big story. About. Something, Sanchez, I think his name is. I can't remember. Something like that. But he kept them for 10 years. And, and it started because she, he was someone she trusted. So was when that? he was like, he was going to drop her somewhere. And then he went, oh, I've just got some new puppies. Do you want to see one? She was trying to, it, she was a very young mum. And she was fighting for her daughter, I believe. Yeah. And, um... I think she was on her way to court and he said look I'll drop you and then he said look my, my dog's just had some new puppies why don't we pass by the house and you can get one and this might help your case it." she's a young girl oh, no. so she's thinking yeah maybe if I take a puppy and show that you know this is what I'm yeah. trying to do and of course she walks in the house and she never walks back out for 10, oh, years, oh half God, for 10 years so scary and it, it's really really terrifying because it's, it's that thing of somebody that you know yeah. and so I do think sometimes those kind of villains you know it's not to say that villains that you don't know aren't good oh yeah of um, course they can be just as great but there is something very eerie yeah. in there and, and very interesting about somebody who's supposed to be your friend yes. or your yeah. lover yeah. or do you know what I mean your teacher whatever exactly. it is somebody is supposed I, to I, protect you <laughs> what,
1: uh, the, the last villain that I wanted to talk about that so for me and, and I know that a lot of people online agree um the worst villain in Harry Potter obviously isn't Voldemort, it's Umbridge. Oh
0: God. Oh my (laughs) God.
1: Because she came in and changed that school. Hogwarts was our home. Hogwarts was something we loved. And then she came in and think about it, like on paper, again, she's dressed in pink. She's not in black. She's like this squat grandma, little exactly with her teacups and her plate Exactly, so she's not someone that you. She's actually.
0: She goes. Yeah, she's a far more terrifying villain because you don't necessarily see her coming. Yes, and she Um, just
1: unravels, unravels, unravels this little uh, like perfect world that we've known. And again, she's someone from the ministry, so she's part of the government. People we should trust.
0: Absolutely, people we should trust. And again, that thing of looking at is a villain that you know he just yep. hide it he's there yep. it's he's the the open he's not pretending to be good yep. but Umbridge is terrifying because she's pretending to be good and she yep. gets because of that pretense mm-hmm. she gets put in places of power exactly. with people and no one are notices. vulnerable yeah. absolutely so you've got all these vulnerable children yeah. that are then they're answerable to exactly. her exactly and, and, so, and like you know, that
1: scene where she um, is making Harry do the light that's right into his hand that. and then she just looks at him yep. and she's like what Like, she genuinely yeah. doesn't see. And she's like, yeah. do you understand that you yeah. did something wrong? And I'm just like, oh my god, Like yeah. that is so deep. And, like, Harry felt obviously powerless to go to Dumbledore yeah. about it. Yeah. And then he was, like, saying to Hermione, like, this is anything but simple. Because, yeah, it's an anything yeah. but simple situation. And, like you yeah. say, it's, like, it's that powerlessness. It's so funny. It's you so pointed so out that, that scene, because
0: that would be the same scene. That is probably one of the most disturbing scenes. Yeah, it
1: really is. Um,
0: because, as well, she... Has him write the lines without even knowing that that's going to happen yeah, to him. Yeah, agreed. And yeah. then it's when it happens. She, like you say, she's got that line. Well, what? It's what you deserve. Like, yeah. Y- you think it's okay and it's normal. Because mm. y- you are abusing a child. Yes. That's essentially what you're doing. Yeah. And you're sitting there just like, that's yeah. what you get. You know, you told <sighs> lies. And, and the it's fact that i not tell a lie. So it's just, yeah. you know what I mean? You <laughs> made it even worse. So yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that is a good point. She is definitely... An excellent villain, yeah. An excellent villain, yeah.
1: So the last thing that I thought about in terms of um, villains is thinking about uh, somebody who is unpredictable and Ooh. unhinged. Oh. So again, a great villain is the Joker because yeah. I keep
0: needing to watch this. dude <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I hear great things about it. But I think it was hyped. I've avoided it, but I, I, I need you to mean. get yeah. on the train. So nice.
1: Yeah. Um and. Yeah. I guess like something that you'd more know is like people like Cersei throughout the whole series. Like we see her unravel really. Like she's just doing things from her point of view again from her point of view it's yeah. just about protecting her son protecting yeah. the power and like comfort that she's always had yeah. um
0: even Daenerys could become yeah exactly like, exactly I know so, so, oh, I don't really agree with on that one but, but,
1: but anyways it's there yeah, it's, it's there. one of them so <laughs>
0: yeah
1: I think exploring the kind of like you know psychology and like the mental state of a villain and again mm-hmm. you got to be careful like don't so do that is something to do yeah. to be, be careful with to but it can actually make yeah. a very fascinating villain to do yeah. that because um, again it's somebody who could just do anything and yes. that's terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. that is terrifying is.
0: somebody who has no limits it's, yes is yeah. horrifying
1: because mm. um, in a way also I feel like the hero if they know this these things yeah. they, they may be like oh it's not the villain's Fault yeah. and that can then put the villain. No, sorry, the hero in a position of vulnerability because Absolutely. they care for the villain and the yeah. villain just doesn't care for them. So no. like, oh, it's such a complex, interesting yeah. dynamic too. To and also, when you
0: with. know, I guess when you know that something is potentially not a hundred percent right with somebody, yeah. you you try to handle it in a more decent yes, way. But do. then yeah. you sometimes come to a point as a hero where you realise I actually can't handle mm-hmm. it in that way. And then what does it make you have? To do like yeah. what boundaries, what lines do you have to cross, yeah. what morals do you have to question mm. in order to take that person down? Yeah. So, I think there's so much like deeper lines I can't think of the word deeper levels, levels. levels. Yes. layers, layers. Is a yeah, layers. Word. that's the one. Uh, there's so many deeper lay- layers to unpick when you are yes. dealing with the dynamic of a uh, let's say hero and villain for you know, mm. lack of a bear terminology yeah. for now um it, it's really really difficult in terms of how do you deal with that dynamic and what are they to each other and then when they come together how do we work that And yeah. i think the deeper you can get and the more emotion you can put mm-hmm. into it and character and reality the stronger you have yeah. it because there's certain stories where you can watch it or you can um, read it um and you become so engrossed in like yeah this villain as well and even though you're just like wow like i get engrossed in serena in um handmaid's tale yeah because it's so weird sometimes she does good stuff and then sometimes she's back to yeah and it's this constant watching this woman who is actually also a slave to this world that's been mm, created that's true, yeah. but also higher than other women yeah. but still lower yeah and and it's like watching her do sometimes she perhaps. makes the right choices
1: and sometimes yeah. she doesn't and it's, sometimes it's self-serving yeah. and it's
0: just like Ooh. and it's scary because you also watch it and there's there's times where you do feel sorry for her because you realise that she's yes, also yeah. trying to survive yeah. but it's like but you're surviving at the cost of other mm-hmm. people and, and you can almost excuse it until you see how June deals with it mm-hmm. where she's surviving but sometimes she makes bad decisions yeah. but she's usually trying to do the right thing for everyone involved yeah. like I don't want to spoil anything because it's. Too no, rich, yeah. Right? But there's some big decisions she yeah. makes in certain seasons and things she does where she s- helps other people at the cost of herself, mm-hmm. um, and Serena doesn't always have that. She has that only for people she cares about. Yeah. She never steps outside of those rounds mm-hmm. of just doing the right thing, and so it's a it's a really interesting dynamic with them two I women. It, it's yeah. a it's brilliant. If you wanna look at villain hero type dynamic, yeah. because June in herself is not a through and through hero. No. She's very morally yeah. grey herself. Yeah. So um yeah, I think the more layered you can have it, the more morally grey, the more emotion and humanity you can put yeah. into it. I think it does just make for for a much stronger story. It's something it that people are. It does, will like and you to.
1: as a writer are probably gonna enjoy writing it more yeah. as well, rather than just the, the heroes on the quest. Let's make the villain stop them. The heroes on the quest. Let's make the villain stop them. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> again, <Punga. laughs> great song. Put it on Spotify. And a beat. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> That should be just like the, the theme song for this whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, again, it's, it's, a, it's a timeless tale. We all know it. Um, okay. it. It's great. But it is beautiful and interesting for you as a writer and for a reader to have something that's just got, like we say, that the more yeah. layers to it. Um, so you, you always work hard on figuring out who the main characters are, even the side characters, but put the same amount of effort into the villains because obviously it depends on what story you're writing. But the villain can truly be anything and anyone and that's terrifying it's interesting it's emotional Mm -hmm. it's gripping it's mysterious and i think that's what you that's what you need to really explore so again just start with your character and then Ask what your character's journey is. So, mm-hmm. um, the one I'm writing at the moment, like we were speaking about it earlier, um, Charlene was like reading through it and she's saying like there's not much conflict going on, but I feel like there is conflict because yeah. this is just a conflict between people who um. Who, who you think are your friend but aren't, but aren't yeah. and people who are hurting you without realising that they're hurting you yeah. and they themselves are going through hurt, you're going through hurt and it's just not knowing that and I think that builds tension and conflict within a person um, and between the people as well. So that can be all that you need yeah, to have somebody absolutely. who's a villain. So a villain can be as, as small as that and as grand as an evil dark lord and the gaps that you can explore in between that can be really compelling really interesting and something that's really interesting to explore really
0: yeah, Yeah, couldn't agree more Um, I think that's a great way Um, and can I just say even though I I have said there's not that much conflict in terms of like your general. Belief. Yeah, it's, it's, still, not that type of it's story. still been a great read um, and it's been really interesting. And that's the point, isn't it? That there's so many different layers and, and different ways in which you can display villainy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> Could true. be a better yeah. word, don't know. No, it's true. Um, a good yeah, um, it, it's just limitless, isn't it? And it it's is. very interesting. So I guess what we're saying in a nutshell is don't limit yourself, be open. Be abstract if you need to be. Yeah. Um, just really make sure that you're serving your story. Yeah. So whatever type of villain your story needs, be it a person, be it a thing, be it a place, be it an a event or an activity, an illness, absolutely. Um, be its past, their past. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, um, just stay true to your story because... Ultimately, your journey is about taking your character from the beginning to the end mm-hmm. and they should be different. Yeah. They shouldn't be the same. They should have grown and they should have learned something. Yeah. They should be different and stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean physically stronger. Yeah. Just stronger. Um, and that comes from having something that's challenged them. And it yeah. doesn't need to be a person. Mm-hmm. You just need to think about how... You're going to do that, and sometimes it can be very subtle, and that in itself can be effective. So, I would just say, yeah, start with that main character, that hero, yeah, let's say protagonist, um and work from there. Go from there. And sometimes, you know what, you have to start the story to figure out who the villain is. Yeah, sometimes, sure. you actually don't know. Like, I'm still going back and forth with the story I'm writing on are mm. oh, is this the villain or not? And at the moment, I just don't care, I'm just writing the yeah. story. And creating the journey that's necessary and whatever conflict hits will hit when it hits. Exactly. Um, yeah. So just have fun with it again. Remember, this is your story. Nobody has to see it until you want them to. Yeah. <laughs> um so you can play with it, you can change villain a million times, and no one's gonna know until yeah. you tell them. Yeah, um, so yeah, just just have fun and and start at basics and build your way up. Um, yeah. but there are many, many different ways to display a villain, so mm-hmm. don't limit yourself. Don't um, limit yourself, I just enjoy it.
1: Yeah, so Basically. that's all we have for you today. Obviously, we'll end up talking about villains probably in lots of podcast episodes. Yeah, but definitely. that's the fundamentals <laughs> and things that we find interesting about the villains. Um, but yeah, check in with us next week and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye, Daydreamers. Bye. Bye. Bye.